Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey everyone and welcome to the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is your host Dave Rodriguez with my co-hosts Ryan Keelan and Kirby Lupel. Ryan, Kirby, Florida Panthers hockey is just around the corner. We're less than 24 hours away from puck drop in Minnesota. It's time to talk Florida Panthers hockey. It's time to talk NHL hockey in general. The 23-24 season has begun. Ryan, we'll start with you. I know you're excited. How are we doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I mean, I guess, you know, this is going to be released on game day. So happy game day to everyone. It is officially the first game day after we allowed, whatever, 10 goals in the Stanley Cup. So that's, you know, good to turn the page on that. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to watch us smoke the wild. Kirby, how you doing over there in Calgary? Ryan just reminded me of something from the Stanley Cup final with the whole Vegas celebration. I say that was really corny. But anyways, I wasn't going there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm doing well. And just with this community now, David, how we're getting everything going on Discord and we're chatting with all of our fans like really 12 months of the year. I'm like got the hockey bug even before Panthers puck drop, which usually that's when it hits me. And I kind of casually work my way into the games. But, you know, with what Connor Bedard's doing right now and all these games that are going on, it's just like I've got the bug even earlier this year. So <laughs> excited uh, for Panthers puck drop coming up here. Yeah, me too, Ryan Kirby. I know we've, it's been a long summer waiting for this final final day to come. And we're really excited. Obviously, like Ryan said, the last time the Panthers played was a bit somber, but we flipped the script. Obviously, we know the regular season last year was a bit of an up and down. The playoffs were obviously a good success towards the, till the end. But, you know, we're hoping for a better start. We know that the Panthers got off to an OK start last year, then got into a bit of a bumpy road come uh, November, December. So we're hoping for a better start. Obviously, tough opponents to start on the road with with uh, Minnesota opening night. Then we go to Winnipeg and then to New Jersey. Uh, three playoff teams from last year, Minnesota. Uh, really competitive team. I think if I remember correctly in Minnesota, we're probably one of the, that's probably the worst building we've been historically um, as a franchise. So it's going to be tough to get a win in Minnesota. Nevertheless, uh, Winnipeg, we know is again, another tough place. It's usually on a, after a back-to-back or usually after a long road trip. So they're going to be tough games. And then we know New Jersey was a metropolitan division uh, runner up, made it to the second round. One of the high hopes for this season in the Eastern conference. So, Ryan, Kirby, what are your quick thoughts on these first three games? I know they're going to be tough opponents, but uh, we'll see if the Panthers are ready. Ryan, we'll start with you. So right now we just got to weather the storm. Like th- this is an absolute gauntlet that we're facing with the wild Jets, Devils, and Leafs. I mean, we just got to make it to the, you know, con- to the homestand with the Canucks and the and the Sharks. But yeah, we just got to weather the storm. I mean, it's going to suck without Ekblad, Montour, Bennett, I mean, thankfully Lundell will play. I mean, I know when's the last time we won in Minnesota? I, I don't, you know, I it's don't recall. I, I've heard from our fan base it's a lot better than lately. What's stuck in my head, Ryan, is Luongo having it was one of his house of horrors and <laughs> yeah, breaking right. the stick. I think his head to head record versus the wild was really bad when he was in Vancouver too. But fans told me last year it's always stuck in my head. They're like, no, Kirby, it's been better of late. But yeah, I always think that it's a tough building for us and we haven't fared 
historically well over the years. So I think maybe the numbers have come up a little bit, but it's still not one of our better buildings that we play in. That's for sure. Yeah. Looking right here real quick in Minnesota, when we've gone to the XL Energy Center, we've been there 15, 15 times uh, in the franchise's history and we have four wins. So like I said, one of the fewest arenas uh, with where we've been over at least 10 times with wins and second, which is Winnipeg 12 games. We have also just four wins. So a, a quick uphill battle for the Panthers. Ryan, you touched that Sam Bennett sounds like he's going to be out for the beginning of the road trip. No indication just yet. If he actually went on the road trip at all. Uh, last time we heard was he was in a walking boot after that final preseason game. So it was about a day to day, maybe even week to week situation with Sam Bennett. So, uh, we talked about the top line, Carter Verhage, Alexander Barkov, Evan Rodriguez sound like it's going to be the top line. Second line still has been jumping around with, like you said, Ryan Lundell uh, missing practice. I think Reinhardt was centering a line. Etula Sarina was centering a line with Matthew Kachuk uh, and Mackie Samuskevich. And then the fourth line sounds like it's going to be Kevin Stenlin, Stephen Lorenz, and Ryan Lomberg with, uh, I think, Justin Sordiff being the scratch on offense. Then defensively, we have Gustav Forsling. Uh, Josh Mahura, Oliver Ekman-Larsen, Kulikov, Nico Mikula, and Riley. I know they've been mixing up some of the lines throughout the preseason, so we'll see how they start the regular season uh, on the back end. And then we have Bobrovsky and Stolarz as the starting goaltenders. Spencer Knight being a bit of a surprise uh, starting in the AHL. I know I put a poll the other day asking the fans, do you think it was a good or bad decision that Spencer Knight is starting in the AHL? With almost 1,400 votes, 80% said it was a good decision that Spencer Knight is going to be down with the checkers and playing some reps down there, while 20% said a bad decision. So, Ryan, we'll start with you. Good or bad decision for Spencer Knight to start the season with the checkers? I don't know if it's good or bad. I mean, I don't know how how many games Stellars will play before you know Knight would be called back up, but I mean, I guess I get it. Spencer Knight's, you know, 21, 22. He needs reps. So I guess if he's going to get him there, then I'm all for it because I'm sure we're just going to ride Bob, you know, hard for the first month of the season. So I, it is, it's whatever. I was kind of mad at first, but just taking a step back, I think it's okay. If he gets reps, he's still young. You know, we signed him for a lot. It sucks, but, you know, he'll he'll be all right in the end. Kirby, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. David, before I touch on the Spencer Knight front, I just wanted to get in there um, on our early schedule. I think one, one and one would be a nice start. Maybe one point against the Wild. Jets, always a tough building. We're not going to visit it in the dead of winter. And then I'll bring that devil smoke on. So, yeah, if we can kind of get all that three game mini stretch that we'll break down the next podcast, one, one and one, I'll be pretty pleased Mm -hmm. Um, on the Spencer Knight front. David, you and I have been pretty consistent with that all off season with the fan base and people are asking us like daily, weekly, what are our thoughts on the goaltending situation and Spencer and I think he needs to get those reps and get those starts in. And as I said, I think on the last podcast, Stolarz has looked really good in camp and you don't want to lose him to waivers. So we don't really have a lot of back-to-backs. We, I think the first back-to-back is what, um, end of November on the Eastern Canadian road trip. Ottawa, Toronto. Yeah, Ottawa, Toronto. So you're not going to see a lot of back-to-backs where you can alternate your goalies and if Bob's playing well, you just keep going with him and you get Stolarts in maybe for one start a week or something like that. So um, if Knight looks good in the first week or two, yeah, call him up. If it takes him a little bit longer than that, leave him down there and marinate and get those starts in Charlotte. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think the consensus understanding probably from even before preseason had started was that no matter how well Spencer and I had done in the preseason, I think the opportunity was going to be for him to go down to the AHL and get some reps and count on Stolars to be the backup uh, in the event Bobrovsky either gets injured or just has a bad game. Uh, we'll see how Stolars does in the backup role. But before we get to our next topic, I want to remind everyone that the NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. At DraftKings, it isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener, sweetened up offer every day, every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. So, yeah, guys, I'll, I'm very interested to see how this right start of the season starts. Like I mentioned a little bit earlier, I know last year we got off to an okay start with the road with some road games before we finally got home. But at Minnesota, like I said, is a tough building. I know they have Jer- Jared Spurgeon on IR to start the season, but Kaprizov, Hartman, uh, Zuccarello, guys that have been in the NHL now, Kaprizov. I'm not going to say your guys is Guy Boldy. Boldy, yeah, Boldy, Boldy, up and coming young American, uh, Kaprizov, borderline superstar. We'll see what they do goaltending wise. I know they have Gustafson and Mark Andre Fleury. We'll see what they go against the Panthers. But like we said, without Sam Bennett, without Montour, we've known, and without uh, Ekblad, it's going to be a tough hill to start. But without Bennett, I'm very interested and very. I mean, I'm hoping you guys could see Luce Ryan and Shine. I know we talked about that in the last episode, just on our point projections about being him around 45, 50 points. Now in the first game of the season, elevated to that second line. Ryan, I know you've called Itu Luce Ryan of the young budding star. Ah, I don't know about that. I don't know well, if I said come that. come around now. on him. Ryan's come around Ryan, on him. I remember, I remember during the, um, uh, the President's Trophy Season, Ryan, you were saying Lister Ryan wasn't even a fourth liner. Can and I have now, my can yeah. I have a turn here? Call him a bum. Did he call him a bum at not... one point? Did he call him a bum we'll at one him, point? We'll let him speak. We'll let him speak. I call everyone a bum. <laughs> yes, I said I said Lister Ryan was a fourth liner. Okay. You know, some people who know Puck like me are wrong sometimes. It happens. I, I think 50 points, you know, I, he could do it. Why not? He he's more of a baby Barkov than than Lundell is, if you want to say that. Okay. So you know, Lester Einan's going to play great defense. He's going to, you know, chip in a little bit. I mean, I'm I'm not worried about Lister Einan or anything, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why you guys are ripping me for for the Lister Einan take there. Well, we saw we saw it's something Ryan. that came up on our search, David. Right? Something that came up on our search. Oh, and- you're going through old stuff. I see. Okay, <laughs> no, I got to. when someone mentions someone's name, and you know, I'm fair across the board. It's not about Montur, Kachuk, or Barkov. Whoever their names mentioned, let's see what this person said. But I want to mention on the Antel Lundell front. Um, he's get he word out of camp, David. He's a lot stronger. We always hear that from Florida media. This guy got stronger. This guy mm-hmm. got better. But I guess he's put on some weight, and that's something my co-host Lex on Spaces and I were saying from about November, December onward last year. The dude needs to get in the gym in the off season and have a big third year. And we never thought we were going to have that playoff run that we did. And Lundell was one of our best guys, so he kind of made up for that sophomore slump season. And I tweeted out something today. Um, about maybe our future second line look of Lundell down the middle of the ice with Kachuk and Reinhardt. But for this season, maybe you have Lundell up there with Kachuk and Mackey, or you have Lundell up there 
with Kachuk and Cousins when Bennett's out of the lineup. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of discussion and and uh, agreement and maybe agree to disagree on that um, tweet. But um, yeah, it was really good. And I, it's something that we're going to go back on throughout the season and talk about um, on spaces and here on the podcast. Yeah, just a lot of different changes just coming to start into the season, whether it's five on five, the power play, special teams, penalty kill, just so many different factors that weren't, you know, a part of the scenario last year with the power play having Oliver Ekman Larson and Evan Rodriguez. How is that going to click early on the penalty kill, seeing new faces like Kulikov, Mikula, guys that we didn't see last year in the penalty kill, just see how successful they can be early on. So it'll be tough. The road trip is going to be, you know, like Ryan said, a a mini gauntlet to say the least to start the season, get some of these Western teams out of the way early and then go to New Jersey, who we know is got a very young team signed Lindy Ruff today to an extension. So they're going to be buzzing for sure. But before we get to our next topic, I want to remind everyone Canesware is obviously the best Miami fan where you could possibly go to located at 2655 South University Drive. In Davie, Florida, 33328. Or you can call them at 954-835-5597. Or visit them at canesware.com. Store hours, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Sunday through Monday and Tuesday through Saturday from 10 to 7 p.m. during the week. So Canesware, always a great supporter of the channel. We're very excited to continue our partnership with them. And during our game day posts, make sure to look for their link in the post as well. And leading up to that, also, I know I've announced Ryan and Kirby are... Uh, brand admin, or I'm sorry, ad, ambassador brand with SeatGeek that was finally approved last week. So, want to remind everyone if they use the code FLA Panthers FC now, they will get twenty dollars off their first order on SeatGeek. So, very excited to share that with the fans. Obviously, with SeatGeek and the Panthers now being partners uh, in the corporate side, now here on the podcast and through our social networks, we can also give the fans a bit of a break on their first orders through SeatGeek. So hopefully you use that code again, FLA Panthers FC. You get $20 off your first order. Have had numerous people telling me that they've used the code and they're thankful. And uh, some of them have said, oh man, I wish I'd known that earlier. So uh, very excited and very optimistic and hope that you guys could take advantage of it because it's a cool opportunity to get some Panthers tickets at a discounted price. Because we know Ticketmaster, StubHub, SeatGeek, they all have their own little fees. So take advantage to offset some of those fees with that code. Um, David, just to jump in there really quick. Um, we have a new spaces a community member all the way from overseas in the UK by the name of Tom, and he's going to be moving, I believe to Jupiter, Florida. So he had some ticket questions for us on our latest spaces episode. So it's always nice to kind of connect with new hockey fans, um, fans that are international or that might be moving into Florida. So mm-hmm. asking about partial season tickets, full season tickets and things like that. So that was yep. nice to be able to answer that. And we look forward to hearing from, uh, from Tom all season long. Yeah. And any questions you have, either whether on, on Twitter, formerly known or X formerly known as Twitter or on Instagram, make sure to send them uh, my way or Kirby or Ryan's way. We're more than happy to answer any of those questions that you may have. Uh, You guys know our handles. We'll put them down in the description as well. So like I said, very excited for that. And yeah, I don't know guys, what else is there's anything else you guys want to talk about? I got something. I got something real quick. Yeah, go ahead, Ryan. I think, I think about our schedule to start the season. I think they need to show a little respect after our run to the Stanley cup to put us, you know, all the way in Minnesota and then all the way to Winnipeg and then New Jersey on the road to start the season is kind of a joke to me. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but like, you no, know. they're doing the border twice. They're doing the, well, they're doing it. Yeah. Twice to get into Winnipeg and then to get out 
And then to get back home, Ryan, against Toronto on the 19th. Yeah, I agree with you yeah. there. Like, come on. Do better, NHL. Well, had we won the cup, Ryan, maybe we would have had a nice little celebration the other night. Instead of well, I don't know, like Seattle, they get their cushy job. McJesus, he gets his, you know, home coronation. <laughs> yeah. It's like what Ryan's saying. You're, you're like the Eastern Conference champions. And not just that, the teams that we knocked off, Ryan. and how Carolina's home. Boston's home. Toronto's home. All of them. Playing yeah. right now. And we supposedly have a star marketable player, right? Sorry, Ryan, haven't checked out the TikTok today. But we supposedly have a star marketable <laughs> player in Matthew Kachuk, American-born. And, you know, they love to splash him all over ESPN and TNT. Where is he? Where are we? We're not even anywhere to be seen, right? You know, and you got the Connor Bedard stories and all that. But where's Matthew Kachuk? Where's the Florida Panthers right now? So, yeah, I'm with you 110% there. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Ryan, after those three quick road games, we're back home for one, two, three, four, four before we go back on the road. So get some home cooking before November comes along. Is that a football thing, David, or scheduling thing, even with the season that the Panthers had? Like, how how would you go about? I don't know. I mean, I'm sick and tired. Every time NHL posts anything on Instagram, it's every other one. It's Bedard, uh, you know, forgetting his stick or, or, you know, he, he had some some baby puffs. I don't know, something they're posting, whatever this kid does. So Bedard is the talk of the town that maybe they forgot about the Panthers uh, early on. Well, Bedard being in a major market in America, they are hooking on to that. Because before it was Crosby, the Canadian and Ovechkin, the Russian, you know? (laughs) So it was like, now they've got this new star. there going to a major market through the lottery. And, you know, they, you know, and I agree with the McDavid fans and Ryan likes McDavid. Like he didn't get his just due sometimes North American and media wise. Right. And people are saying, what's the deal here with McDavid versus Bedard? But it's starting to remind me a little bit of Pittsburgh and uh, Washington, but Chicago is mm-hmm. a bigger market than even those franchises. So right. yeah, you're going to see it around the clock. So people that don't like it, I kind of do, but <laughs> people that don't like it, you're going to have to get used to it because of the market that he's in. Well, speaking of superstars, I know we've talked about this during the summer, how we were going to do our little fantasy picks this year going into the season. We did that off the air so that uh, we could save some time and just simply share them with you. So, Ryan, if you want to go first, you could share your team. I know when I, I put the poll on our Instagram, a lot of people were in favor of your teams, Ryan. Your team, Ryan. I, I don't what know percent? why, but I don't percentage? think it was around 60%. Were, okay. Were for Ryan, I think Kirby was around 23, and then I was the lowest at around 16, 17. It might have to do oh, with... I edged you out because it was close there. Well, it has to probably do with some of the names on my team because obviously I yeah. didn't pick Panthers, but and Ryan did. So, Ryan, we'll let you start just uh, quickly. You're five for this season. Mean, and uh, we'll go to Kirby next. So, so it was three forwards and two defensemen. The only rule was we could not pick Connor McDavid. So, I took Leon Dreisaitl, Matthew Kachuk, Kirby's boy Mitch Marner, Quinn Hughes and Adam Fox. Well, that's my team. And a reminder, Ryan, you decided to go first. Yeah. We, we let you pick who goes first. And Why did we let him pick first, David? Because he won last year over and unders and he got it. I gave him his, his, his cane shirt the other week. So Ryan's oh, okay. got the, Ryan's got the dibs on these. Ryan years. has the regular season crown and the playoff crown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right I'm now. For him. <laughs> so so Ryan's, Ryan's team, Drysaddle, Kachuk, Matthew, uh, Mitch Marner, Quinn Hughes, and Adam Fox. Kirby, you're you were the blue team, and you got the second amount of votes. So, uh, what does your team consist of, Kirby? Yeah. Um. So Ryan put me in the second slot, and as we went along, I found it to be very difficult because you guys were picking at both ends. So I was like, 
what is David going to do here? And then coming back the other way, I'm like, what's Ryan going to do? <laughs> so I had to look at your guys' lineups and um, Ryan, well, we've already heard Ryan's team. He snagged Quinn Hughes from me. I'm not a big Quinn Hughes guy, but for this format where we get one point for goal, one point for assist, I think he could have 80, 85 points this year. Like mm-hmm. he could have a huge year. And I was kind of eyeing Adam Fox as well. So Ryan kind of snagged some of my defense. Mm-hmm. I knew where Drysdale would probably go. I love Drysdale, but I knew he'd probably go first overall. And then, you know, Kachuk, I think he'll have an all right year. I'm not a Mitch Marner guy. I wasn't going to pick him. Whoa, so. whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. What does all right mean? Oh, boy. Um, well, he's put up 100 the last two years. So I want to know what all right I means. think a little less than last year. So like hundred or no? Because money's yeah. not, I think money's we said not last, there to give him some points. At the yeah, I, what did we say? We said on the podcast, David was a little, I can't remember my number now. David was the lowest. I was in the middle and maybe Ryan was the highest. On the, something on like the, that, but something like I know, that. Ryan, so, or Kirby, your, your pick was uh, American. Your first couple of picks. Also, yeah, so, uh, I, shouldn't I have won the poll with all these Americans? You know, most <laughs> of our votes are coming from America, especially on the Instagram side of things. Mm-hmm. But I had Austin Matthews with my first pick, second overall. And then on the turn, it came around and, um, I'm going to work this guy into a segment later that David's going to have. Um, Jason Robertson was my second pick. I'm a big Robertson truther. A lot of our spaces co-hosts and hosts love Robertson. So we we love talking some Dallas Stars and Jason Robertson the second hour of our spaces post games. Mm-hmm. And then I went Jack Hughes. I'm not the biggest Jack Hughes fan, but I think like when you're looking at this format, I think he could have a really big year pushing you know, 100 points. Some people I know projections about 120. I know you might have something to say on that, David, but uh, I don't know if he reaches that, but it's somewhere between 100 and 120. If if this Devils team is as real as everyone says they are, he's going to be putting up a lot of points. And then my defense, Kale McCarr, David, you're always trying to snag him from me in pools um, in our fantasy league. So I went there and then Mira Heiskin, in which I'm going to tie in a little bit later as well to our segment. So yeah, I, I, I think maybe... I'm going to need like a MVP caliber year for McCarr to maybe pull this one out and Austin Matthews to get 55, 60 goals and return yep. to form. But if those two things happen, I think I'll be in the mix. Yeah. I, I saw somewhere today. I think it was the EA sports had their season like uh simulation that they do every year. And they had Jack Hughes at 133 points Ooh, on their more. simulation and they had New Jersey winning the Stanley cup. So kind of what I said, Kirby, I said, I said it. See, I, you you underestimate my my picks here and 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 I you took the, a guy from me. You took a guy. From I had me. the Panthers. I had the Panthers going there. going and playing New Jersey in the Eastern Conference yes. Final, kind of similar to what EA uh, Sports had. Uh, well, are you going to finish that off? To we'll see. We'll see. Series? So I was the red team. I was the red team. I had the <laughs> third pick. So I, my first pick with Nathan McKinnon. Nikita Kucherov was my no. I'm sorry. Eric I, Carlson was my second pick for taking defense. You were saying something. I'm oh, sorry. I, well, I wanted you. Uh, you said Kucha's oh. name there quickly. I wanted him. Yeah. Kucherov as my second forward. I took Elias Pedersen from Vancouver as my third pick and Rasmus Dahlin as my fifth pick. So I've got three Swedes all on my bottom three and then a Russian and Canadian on my team. So uh, it's going to no, be American very... David. I didn't know. No, no, no. I was going to go. I was going to take Jason Robertson Kirby, but I went with Carlson just, just for the banter to uh, keep that going. I know you love Mike Carlson. Bottom of the charts in his first game. I don't, <laughs> just you love my comments on the Discord, so I'm going to keep those pumping because I have them on my fantasy team and on my fantasy picks for the podcast. That's right. So 
I won't be stopping. I think he's your team name. You're going a little overboard on this. Can we, (laughs) Ryan, can we trade people? Remember you said you're going to trade me to Ottawa. Is there any trades to David to Pittsburgh? (laughs) I'm not high on Pittsburgh, Kirby. I'm just high on Carlson because you hate him. No, I think you secretly are. You don't want to say too much, but I just, I just want him to prove you wrong. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) You ain't going to. He got hit last night. He's like, I don't want to play oh, much yeah, more in this yeah. game. My back's a little yeah. sore. He got stood up yesterday, and I He'll think he was fine. done after that. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. So, yeah, those were our fantasy picks. So we're going to keep track of those all throughout the year. And at the end of the year, we will just uh, sum up all five of the players. We are allowed one um, IR spot. So if one of the five players gets injured, we are allowed to pick up a player um, that is not listed there. Oh. And – the points will start from where the player was picked up. So let's so say David, if you win, do like me and Ryan give you a night off of hosting? Cause you don't have to listen to us or something. <laughs> Is that what? And then we just replace it. I don't know. Ryan. By the time, by the time the season's over, uh, maybe the Panthers will be in the playoffs. So Ryan can maybe buy me a truly or something for, there we go. for uh, the round one. <laughs> You're not winning. <laughs> we'll see maybe i'll Not get you truly nights again i'll get you a little 30th anniversary patch ryan for your jersey uh to, to commemorate the season oh, wow. <laughs> but is, we'll ryan, is ryan in in the market for another panthers jersey and who would it be um that's for I, another topic that's for another day i i, I wasn't planning this that i need to I, I wasn't planning this I need some contract extensions because there's a lot of players that are going into the season point. without contract so we'll see we'll Good see point. if montour or forsling or reinhardt any rumblings come fans up. Fans only invest in jersey shirts for the time being. The <laughs> yeah. jersey. Unless it's Barkov and Kachuk, the rest to be determined long term. <laughs> so, yeah, to wrap it up, um, I wanted to finish with our kind of two bold predictions for the NHL season that are not Panther related. So we'll go quickly here. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I know I, I kind of have a feeling on what Kirby's doing, so I don't think I'm going to say that as my first one. Yeah. Uh, to kind of let Kirby do his first, but my first one is going to be, um, it's 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 a bold one. I know I know Kirby, one of your co-hosts, has said this. I think the Vancouver Canucks are good enough to make the playoffs. Ooh, okay. That is going to be my bold prediction. I'm very high on Pedersen. I think Rick Tockett did a very good job when he got in charge in Vancouver at the end of their season last year. I think they were playing at above a point percentage towards the end they finished at around 83 points last year so i think if they can battle with around 94 95 points i think they can flirt with a playoff spot in the western conference like i said i'm high on jt miller as well i'm high on elias Pettersson. i think another bold prediction i have is Pettersson again repeats 100 points in in my projection towards vancouver becoming a playoff team so that'll be my bold prediction vancouver makes the playoffs very very late though i think they're going to squeeze in i still don't believe in calgary which is i think of the team that is flirting with them probably in that eight or nine spot as long as well as winnipeg so i'm going to go with vancouver as my bold prediction to make the playoffs so ryan Kirby, uh, david you got a bold prediction on a player say like i don't think the p no i mean my second one i'll let you go first kirby because i think i know where you're going to go with yours okay, so just i have a dallas but i'm not going to say the dallas because yeah think i think we all have dallas yeah i'll i'll say i'll prelude with that so you want to give us the team one first then we'll give our player sure team. i mean i didn't really specify what the two okay. were but that's kind of how i went my about first it. one was the team so kirby or ryan you can go next uh, ryan um i don't have a team one i could i could get one up real quick but my first one is going to be evan bouchard to win the norris Ooh. Oh, you like geez. that? 
So, well, listen, hold on, hold on. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't the um, power play quarterback until Barry got traded, right? Last year. Yeah, I think they started to incorporate him in as a season. I don't know at what point and that was. But, you know. So he's going to get huge minutes on the power play, and they're going to have a top five power play in the league, obviously. He played 12 games in the playoffs, had 17 points. So I think he's going to have a huge year. There's there's an outside shot that, you know, he's going to be in the conversation. So that's going to be my first bold one. Okay, that's a big, bold one for sure. Kirby? Uh, Ryan was really good there, pulling up a lot of numbers, so I'm going to wait to give my player one. I'm going to give my team one. Um, my team one, I, I think it's a it constitutes as a bold take. I think, and David, I'm staying out west on these ones here, and I'll give my Panthers one at the very end. But I think the LA Kings are going to miss the playoffs. Um, what I'm seeing right now with the Winnipeg Jets oh. signing Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley, I've believed in the Flames all summer long to kind of rebound and get a playoff spot. Um, Nashville will be sniffing around, but I'm not really super high on them. The LA Kings, I think they went about it the wrong way. They're so in their own head that they have to get by the Edmonton Oilers. So they did something well by addressing the middle of their ice, but they're not really weak down the middle of the ice. They already have Kopitar and Philip Deneau, who's like a mini Barkov. And those guys do a really good job against Dry Silo McDavid, even when it comes to a playoff matchup. Mm-hmm. So then what they do is they don't only double down, they triple down with a guy like Pierre Luc Dubois, who's going to come into that room and he's going to make the LA Kings like the Florida Panthers, one of the deepest teams down the middle of the ice. But what is at what cost for how much they're paying him for the locker room malcontent that he is, which I think the Kings have a nice young locker room and they've progressed every season. Um, they're very structuredly sound and they do things really well. What, what cost of bringing Pierre Luke Dubois in is this going to cost the Kings? And they failed to address the goaltending position and a guy like Sean Dursey, they let walk and go out the door to Arizona. I think he's going to become a dynamic power play number one player for the Arizona Coyotes, like Brandon Montour was for us and Vince Dunn was for the Seattle Kraken. Okay. So I, I think the pieces that they're losing and not replacing is going to hurt them. And not to mention all the depth forwards, and Cody mentioned this the other night at Spaces, that they lost and moved out in the Pierre-Luc Dubois deal that th- I think makes Winnipeg stronger. So mm-hmm. they're going to be going up against this team on those wild card kind of one-two positions. So yeah, um, I'm down on the Kings. I'm going to say they're going to miss the playoffs as my bull take. Okay. Okay. I, I still think I have the Kings in squeezing in, but yeah, that's a bold take for sure. I think a lot of the projections have seventy percent in um, to start the season. So, yeah, and like I said, I, I think all of us really tied in Dallas as kind of a bold one. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to go individually because I think I know that's where Kirby's going to go, and maybe even Ryan. But as a team, I had two. I was going to say probably what Kirby's going to say, but I'll have Dallas winning the President's Trophy. I think they can get. The most points, I think they have a very complete team. I think the consensus around the NHL is that they're 1-2 with Edmonton as far as the favorites, maybe even Colorado sniffing um, some first-place votes as well. But I think Dallas is – they've been knocking on the door for quite a bit, just like an Edmonton has, just like how Vegas was, just like how Colorado was for a few years. The Western Conference has had a lot of teams get to that final and either lose to Tampa – or lose to, uh, or not make it, you know, St. Louis has been there, Colorado has been there, uh, Vegas, Edmonton. I think it's Dallas's turn to win the President's Trophy. I don't think I have them winning the Cup just yet, but I think I have them winning the President's Trophy and maybe even making the final. But I'll just say they win the President's Trophy is my bold prediction, Dallas. I'll, I'll, 
I'll jump in there because maybe Ryan will give us one out east or a little different. But um, my bull take is not that Dallas is going to win the President's Trophy, which I have them, and I have them going to the Stanley Cup, likely losing to the Carolina Hurricanes if people want my Stanley Cup prediction. But I'm going to go player here. And this is a pretty hot take considering who he would have to beat out for this. But I'm going to go Jason Robertson's not only going to be nominated for the Hart Trophy, he's going to win it. So um, this is like an ultra hot take because everyone's like, just hand the award to McDavid. But McDavid's more likely to win the Art Ross Trophy year in, year out. He's not more likely to win the Hart. So again, this is an extreme hot take. You know, considering, you know, McDavid, Dreisaitl, you go further down to Matthew Kachuk and, you know, Jack Hughes. And I think Jason Robertson is in that mix of three, four, five, six players. Austin Matthews as well. Um, He had 41 goals two years ago for 79 points. And then he really exploded onto the scene of people were still sleeping on Jason Robertson. Played the full 82 games, had 46 goals, 63 assists, 109 points. So if he's like in the 120 range, 130 range, and his team wins the President's Trophy and are very impressive from start to end I think he's going to get definitely heart votes but he could uh, win that trophy and that's going to upset you know the McDavid fans and the Austin Matthew fans if they have impressive years but that will be my like really bold hot take Jason Robertson wins the heart trophy this year on a very elite Dallas Stars team okay yeah I Kirby I had one of my my things on the list I put Robertson 55 goals <clears throat> yep Somewhere in that range, I think. Yeah, might even so, be north of it to win it. But yeah. my next, um, my next uh, hot take, bold pick: Logan Cooley wins the Calder. Let oh, it, let wow. it, let it simmer, Kirby. Let it simmer. It's a popular thing. That's out why there. it's bold. That's why it's bold. But you like to talk, you know, junior numbers, right? Now, yeah. who else had a really big tournament? Logan Cooley put up big numbers in the tournament with seven goals. Just so you know, Bedard had a good one. So did Cooley. Mm-hmm. Cooley's going to get massive p- power play time. I th- I think there's a possibility he puts up, you know, big, big points this year in Arizona with a team that I can't wait to watch a lot. I'm going to watch. It's going to be Panthers one, obviously, and then Arizona Buffalo. I'm going to be watching a lot of this year. <laughs> Savers, yeah. Me, I'll be with Ryan on um, Arizona there. I'm going to have my eyes on Bedard and the Blackhawks, the Stars. But yeah, I'm going to be with Ryan there. I think the Coyotes, not only fantasy wise, but real life wise, there could be a big uptake this year so it's gonna be fun watching them for real life and then if you have any other guys in pools or fantasies as well does anyone have anything out east for for our fans i'm gonna say just what i said last podcast Barkoff as one of my panther bowl takes is gonna reach 100 points for the first time so that's my panthers hot take yeah i mean there's plenty of hot takes out there i'm sure but to keep them summarized we'll just do two for the episode and we'll keep track of them as the season goes on uh to say the least but yeah i think the consensus around here is dallas is could be a very strong team. I thought they were a strong team last year. Just couldn't get over that hump against Vegas. So uh, kind of like us, just kind of working their way back to getting to a, a good spot in the playoffs and then repeating what they can do uh, last year. So And David, we talked about the Eastern Conference and namely the Atlantic Divisional loss. So everyone can go back and listen to those prior episodes if they're right. just getting back into the hockey swing of things. And you'll hear us break down some Atlantic Division takes through there. Right. So if we name too much Western Conference, we didn't plan it that way. But you can hear about <laughs> the Eastern Conference takes on those uh, preview shows. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like we said, very excited for the season to start. The Florida Panthers start on October 12th against the Minnesota Wild at 8 p.m. Eastern on Valley Sports, finally back on Valley Sports. So very excited for that. Very excited for what the Panthers season has in front of us. A new chapter in the Florida Panthers organization now celebrating our 30th year as a franchise. Uh, I read somewhere just real quick on a side note, the Panthers paid $50 million 
to become a franchise in 1993. And now they're projecting that to start a franchise in the NHL, it is now $1 billion. So back in the day, it only cost $50 million. And now to start a franchise, maybe in Atlanta, Houston, or like Quebec or something like that. It Salt is Lake City? A billion, yeah, a billion dollars to start an NHL organization. So very excited to see what the Panthers have planned throughout the season with different giveaways and different types of special nights that they're going to do throughout the season. So very excited for that. So like like I said a little bit earlier, have any questions or have any posts you'd like to share on Instagram or anything like that, send them to me, Ryan or Kirby, and we'll be happy to to share them on our pages as well. So very excited for the season to start, Ryan and Kirby. I know it's been a long summer, but we're ready to go. Next episode, we're going to be breaking down, breaking down that road trip and getting ready for the Panthers to host opening night against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So hopefully the Panthers get off to a good start. But Ryan and Kirby, before we wrap up, any last words from you, boys? No, I'm ready. Let's go. Go cats. Kirby. Um, we're gonna have a late space as uh Minnesota Central time. So there'll be mics open post game. If you're new to Twitter, just kind of link up, get, get in there. Uh follow me on Twitter, follow David, follow Ryan. And uh yeah, so that'll be a good opportunity for everyone to get in there. I know um the Winnipeg game will be it's an earlier start there on the weekend, so we'll get some of the weekend crew and crowd in. And then that New Jersey game, I think that's really when it's gonna start to heat up on Twitter and and spaces and stuff mm-hmm. like that because I, I think i've seen devil fans out there project that it could be a devil's panthers eastern conference final and um mm-hmm. we're a really good matchup against them so i'm really looking forward to that new jersey game to say and the least. what are you going to do kirby if we lose to the devils and the maple leafs back to back boy oh because of the two guys that reside on those teams <laughs> yeah you hate those guys and <laughs> you know if dougie hamilton scores an overtime winner against us and then mitch marner does the same thing i'm just gonna say we need money more back we need him. <laughs> we need him back it's <laughs> a good way to squeeze wrap. him in squeeze him in at the end kirby because we won't be talking about him for a little bit what and... are we gonna do in overtime boys when we don't have him out there he's a three-on-three staple in overtime and this is the first time and we'll call this episode dead right now it's over Kirby did not bring up the Dallas Cowboys, so that's a big win for the program. <laughs> he did. I'm, I'm pretty sure he wanted to keep that on the download, Ryan, for this week. Maybe next Ryan, week. Dave, Ryan, why do you bring that up? David already brought it up on our Mondo's podcast. I'm sitting there late night viewing, trying to support the community, and they're laughing there. Oh, it's a rough night for Cowboys Nation and for Jacob on the Locked On side and for Kirby on the FLA Cats side. <laughs> yeah, you guys had a laugh there, and then Armando beat me in fantasy football. Ryan, you want to give up football now, too, for hockey, so we don't need to get into that. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, let's end the episode right now. <laughs> Ryan wants to end it. Go you to Caneswear. By the go way, by the way, go to Caneswear. Support them. Great <laughs> store for all your South Florida merchandise options. Yeah, one last thing. We're almost reaching 1,000 members in our Discord. So just a handful of members away from reaching 1K on Discord in just a little over a year. So very fantastic to chat, chat hockey throughout the day on the Discord if you haven't joined there. Make sure to do that. They're obviously all in our links, are all my links on FLA Panthers FC on Instagram. So again, just thank you all for the support. Very excited for the season. Very excited for the content and all the cool things that we have ready for the season. So like we said, Panthers start on Thursday, then play on, uh, I'm sorry, Thursday, then they play on Saturday and then on Tuesday or Monday against New Jersey uh, before coming home for opening night next Thursday on the 19th. So very excited. And Ryan, I hope to see you at opening night. If I'll uh, be in Discord tomorrow too. So I'll make my return for game days. All right, perfect. So Ryan will be back in the Discord. I'm sure a few other members will be back in the Discord now that the game day chats will be officially open for regular season hockey. So Ryan, Kirby, until the next time, 
Hope you guys do well. Hopefully the Panthers get us some good content to say the least mm-hmm. to start the season and we can start all happy and, and healthy into the season. So Ryan Kirby, until the next time, like we always like to say, let's go Panthers, vamos gatos. And until the next time, we'll see you next time. Go, go Caps. Caps.